Hi there, and welcome to Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a stress resilience expert and life coach on a mission to help you transform stress, anxiety, and burnout into a powerful force for renewed energy, calm confidence, and joyful success in your life. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to this episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. Today, I wanted to discuss this important role that the nervous system has in really kind of being the breaks that we don't want to have in our lives. And this had me come up with this idea that we can really only go as far in life as our nervous systems will let us. And I learned this so intimately in my own experience with burnout because I clearly never intended on burning out. I clearly never intended on being an alcoholic or a drug addict. I never intended on being a shopaholic or workaholic. But now that I understand what the nervous system does and how when it's in dysfunction, it creates massive dysregulation in the way that the mind and the body works. Oh my gosh, you guys, just like having this level of knowledge is going to set you free in so many aspects of your life. I'm so happy you're here. Today, we're going to talk about why it is true that you can only go as far as your nervous system will let you. And kind of like, what are the signs and the symptoms that your nervous system is even posing a problem for you? I'll share some personal examples of my own. And we're going to look at why this happens. Why is the nervous system in a position of so much power? And why does it matter? Like, why do we have to care, (laughs) essentially, about the health of our nervous system or the state of our nervous system? And then we'll kind of explore a little bit about what it looks like to build stress resilience within your own nervous system. So the the key point I want to make here is that you can only go as far as your nervous system will let you. We need a radical reshifting of the respect that we have for the role of the nervous system. And particularly the survival mode of the brain and then the activation of the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system in response to that. So what a lot of people understand, obviously, this is a really stressful time. It's been a really stressful couple of years. I'm, I love to be an optimist. I love to look for silver linings, even in my own, my most optimistic view of things, this is going to be a rough couple of years for us continuing to go forward because there is so much disruption that's going to take place in the systems within which we work and live. And there's going to be basically a lot of disruption taking place that's going to register to our nervous systems as threatening or stressful 
because change, if we don't have a healthy relationship, if we don't, if we don't reframe our relationship to disruption and change as a key part of our growth and evolution as a species, as a society, as a culture, as a community, as a nation, as a world, then we are not going to be able to adapt to the level of disruption and change that's taking place. And so a big part of why this is interesting to me is because I did not have a healthy respect for the nature of stress and what it specifically does to a person's brain and nervous system. Hence, I mean, it's really the brain and the nervous system that are the controller and communicator of the mind-body relationship. And we all pretty, I mean, if you're listening to this, you already know there's a mind-body relationship. I don't have to convince you that there is one. I still find it fascinating that some people don't recognize that there is a mind-body connection. That's kind of baffling to me, but it's just as baffling to me to hear that people like still don't think that the earth is round. So like, you can't speak to the, you, you can't, you can't speak to those people. <laughs> I can't speak to those people, but I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you and you know that you have a mind-body connection. You know that you have a mind and a body and they are intimately connected. And the reason why this matters is because there's really like, if we think about it, there's two fundamental aspects of the mind. There's the thinking mind, which is the cortical, the cortex of the brain. It's the, the thing that separates us from all of the other mammals it was the last part of the brain to evolve. It's our, it holds our ability to synthesize complex pieces of information, to make complex decisions, to formulate game plans and follow through with them, to integrate thoughts and feelings, to make sense of them. It's a huge component in our relational dynamics. And the the cortex is considered kind of the seat of decision-making reason and rationalizations. And it's obviously very important. So that's one aspect of what we're going to call the thinking mind. Okay. Then we have what's known as the survivor mind. Okay. This is more in the sort of what's considered the reptilian brain. And these functions, it's, it's actually also a key part of the mammalian brain, which is where our limbic system lives, which regulates emotions. And so this part of the brain is really act. So when we experience stress, when we're experiencing a stressor, it's a stressor that activates the stress response. So the reptil the the survivor mind is what's a key component in us having activated a stress response in the body and this is a fundamental mind body connection it originates oftentimes below your level of awareness there's something called neuroception so interesting cuz i love to talk about perception and certainly as we reframe perception, we influence neuroception, 
But neuroception happens below your level of conscious awareness. And it is your brain's ability to sense threatening or possibly threatening stimuli or events outside of you and activating a stress response in anticipation for your need to act. And so the stress response directs energy and resources to different parts of the body that will allow you to fight or flee, basically, right? Fight or flight or freeze. And now we also realize that there's a whole other category known as fawn, which is the whole people-pleasing cascade that can take place. All of this below our level of conscious awareness until we bring awareness to it, which is another capacity of the mind that's outside of the thinking or the survival thinking, right? So we've got, we've got the thinking mind, we've got the survival mind, and then we have awareness, right? Which is really where our superpower lives. It's this ability that we have as homo sapiens, the one who's aware, okay? Awareness, we're aware. And, you know, I love this little factoid that back in the day, we were actually, this was back in the 1800s when we were first being identified as homo sapiens, we were actually homo sapiens sapiens, the one who knows they know, because that is your key. That is the key that sets all of us free, that we are aware of awareness that we are aware of the fact that we know. And as we cultivate this ability to see both the thinking mind and the survivor mind, and we gain this ability to see how the body is responding in real time to said stressors, we we not only gain so much self-knowledge and power, It's also a space of incredible equanimity and wisdom. And we can can gain so much courage and grace. And there is so much intelligence that is being held within us that we can unleash as we become aware of what is really taking place here. Because as you become, as we become accustomed to stressful environments. And I also want to mention that there are many sources of stress. They can be mental, physical, emotional. The source doesn't matter so much as understanding that all stress, whether it's trauma, like shock trauma stress, whether it's relationship stress, developmental stress. I've certainly had my own of all of this, you guys, developmental stress from some, a little bit of neglect and things that were taking place, child abuse, sexual abuse, trauma in my childhood, into my adulthood, where I had a lot of relationship trauma. I mean, becoming a surgeon, talk about relationship trauma all over the place. And so, and then of course, the trauma of, of, seeing people die and not knowing how to cope with that. So there was a lot of trauma 
and burning out and addiction and and all of these things ended up being the byproduct of a dysregulated nervous system. And I blamed myself for this for years. And even in my recovery, I'm an intelligent woman. I've got everything it takes to run a successful business. There is no reason that I shouldn't be wildly successful right now. And I was looking at myself, wondering why my coaching business wasn't taking off, why I wasn't showing up the way that I wanted to, why I had all of these big dreams and goals of saving, of not saving people because nobody needs to be saved. I now know that like for sure, for sure. But I had these visions of like helping so many people and being a healer who helps heal other people. And like, I had such big visions for myself and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get myself off the couch, like why I couldn't take action. And it would take me years of studying and understanding why burnout really happens, why addiction really happens, why this dysfunction and dysregulation was happening to me and having massive respect and love for myself and the human condition and understanding that my nervous system, until it was strengthened, until I built my inner stress resilience, this nervous system was not going to let me take action towards any of my goals, period. I could do all the mindset work I wanted to do. I could meditate until I was blue in the face, all of which I did, by the way, hired a lot of people to do a lot of work, but nobody really understood the role of the nervous system in putting the brakes on my dreams. And now this has become such a passion of mine Because now I know that like the idea of well-being and self-care and all of that, those are imperative as part of understanding my own nervous system, as part of having a radical amount of self-respect for myself and what it is to be human and understanding that we're all actually byproducts of conditioning, each and every one of us. And just as your mind has been conditioned, so has your nervous system. And as stress accumulates across our lifetime, it it alters the threshold with which stressors affect us. And so I continue now to do my own stress resilience training. I use, I work with my own biofeedback monitor, the same monitor I give all of my clients, the same training skills that I show my clients I'm working with every day because it, because I now know that my ability to show up and offer everything I've got to you and to this world And to my clients, like the only way I'm going to show up with more and more love, with more and more impact, with more and more influence, which ultimately leads to income, let's be honest, the only way I'm going to have more and more of that is if I'm bringing my nervous system along with me. Because if I don't, none of that stuff is actually possible. Because the nervous system is such an important part of the overall regulation of how the brain works, what you have access to in your brain. You don't have full access to your frontal cortex or to the cortex in general when you're in survival mind. They're different territories altogether. 
right? And the energetic resources of the body are not available for the brain and the heart and the digestion and like all of the all of the all of the key organs that we need to be our healthiest happiest selves are basically put on the back burner when we're experiencing stress okay all of our energetic resources metabolic activity all of the goods blood so forth oxygen are being sent to the periphery to your arms and your legs in case you need to act okay so once we understand that we're not creating we're not creative we're not bold and courageous and living from our hearts and taking inspired action and we're not showing up as these uh, like truly magnetic powerful voices in the world when we're living in stress we're just not and so this becomes increasingly important if you're somebody who is a game changer and wants to keep being one and is wondering now why they can't be and if you're turning on yourself and you're turning to not like to numb out and check out oh i feel for you i've been there i know what that is and I just want you to know, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. The problem is not you. The problem is you were never taught how to work with your nervous system. Seriously. It's like, seriously, that simple. <laughs> it's seriously that simple. Like anybody that, that like can't, you know, I really do believe that my stress led to the activation of the gene that leads to alcoholism. And that that gene, as soon as that gene was turned on, it was over for me. It was game over. Like that was going to run its course until I hit a wall. And the same thing might be happening for you with food or with shopping or with whatever vice it is that you have right now. We now know that stress hormone, you know, there's, there's a whole field of epigenetics that basically confirms that what's going on, whatever hormones and whatever's going on in the interior environment is dictating to the cells what genes are being turned on or off. I'm so grateful to Dr. Bruce Lipton, who has done incredible stem cell research to definitively show us that it is the membrane of our cells that are receiving, you know, are, are truly the intelligence of the cell that decide what genes are being activated and which ones aren't. We always thought that the nucleus of the cell, which is actually where the DNA is held, what had to be the master control center. And the reality is no, it's the cellular membrane that is this massive control center. And that it's the biochemicals that are being released in our body that determine the fate of our genetic future. That alone is enough of a motivation to like seriously get your stress game mastered, <laughs> which is another reason why I love this work. So signs that this is happening to you is like I had just described, if you are getting so frustrated with yourself, you can't figure out why you're behaving the way that you're behaving, why you can't get your shit together, why you can't launch this project that you've been wanting to do, 
because one of the outcomes of living in chronic stress is that you start your perfectionism goes on steroids, essentially, you start procrastinating, you're in paralysis, you can't make any moves, and you're like stuck in your people pleasing mode, which means you're not going to say anything outside the box. And you're trying to make everybody happy. And in the end, all you are is more miserable and stressed. And so it's just this crazy cycle of stress that continues and goes and goes and goes until you break it, which you can, which you absolutely can. You have been given ultimate power over this nervous system. So even though this stuff is happening automatically behind the scenes, below your level of awareness, you can train yourself to to rebalance your nervous system and you can train yourself at the same time with this bio with biofeedback monitoring you can learn what it is to be in a parasympathetic dominant state what it is to not be in a sympathetic state and begin to cultivate this on your own in the moments that matter most knowing that if you're stuck in a sympathetic state you actually don't have access to the greatest resources of your mind. Your greatest cognition, your greatest potential is always out of reach if you're living in your stress response. So just like I was saying how the cellular membrane ended, ends up being like the position of incredible intelligent power that we totally did not recognize and that we're just starting to, I think, fully realize, I think the same thing is true with the nervous system. We have spent so long thinking that the brain is the most intelligent part of the human body. And don't get me wrong. I, I really, I I believe that that is true in concert with the nervous system. Most people don't have an actual understanding of the nervous system. And so their understanding of the brain and the power of the mind and the power of thinking is somewhat incomplete. And it's also incomplete when we don't match it with the power of the body, right? Because our body is also a seat of incredible wisdom. And we want to be open to all of this intelligence. So what I want to leave you with today is just this understanding that our nervous system prevents us from being able to show up the way that we want to when we've experienced excessive levels of stress. And that can be chronic stress that's accumulated across your lifetime. It can be traumatic stress, as in either witnessing a trauma, being part of a trauma, recover, you know, resuscitating trauma victims, all like that's all part of a trauma response. And it can come from developmental or relationship stress or trauma from your childhood, from your upbringing. And that it's, it's not that it doesn't matter. All of those things have their own nuances. But where they all coalesce, where they all meet, is in the activation of the survivor brain or survivor mind and the activation of the autonomic nervous system in the direction of sympathetic state. 
That's what they all share in common. That's the common endpoint. And when we don't recover, when we don't process that, when we don't have a way to work with it or to build our own inner stress resilience, we suffer from dysfunction and dysregulation at the level of our brains and bodies. And it can show up in a myriad of ways, all different forms of self-destruction and self-sabotage. And we go on and we blame ourselves. So I'm here to tell you, stop blaming yourself. Please stop blaming yourself. This is not your fault. You've done nothing wrong. You're a human. You're a sacred, loved, beloved, blessed, gifted human. So if you've got big things you want to do and your nervous system is holding you back, then, or if you think it could be, I'd love to speak with you because my friend, don't stay stuck there. I know that place so well and nothing good comes from that place. So be good to yourself, be kind to yourself, love on yourself, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If what you heard here was helpful, do me a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts and give it a glowing five-star review. This allows more people to find the show and that truly helps create a better world for us all. Thanks again for being here and for being part of my community. I so appreciate you. I'm sending you all the love and all the power so you can live your best life yet. I'll connect with you again soon.